In order for me to give a thorough explanation of today's intentional practice, today's episode is just under 10 minutes. You have the power to choose how you feel. Did that just irritate you a little bit or did you embrace it? Well, by the end of today's episode, you're going to be a believer in a big way that you do have the power to choose how you feel. And in fact, my friends, you must own that power. Welcome back to the Thriving Thoughts Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sherry. We are wrapping up this final season of Thriving Thoughts with Dr. Sherry. In the last two episodes, we talked about taking control of what you do. Today and Wednesday, we'll be talking about taking control of how you feel and why that's important. And finally, for the last two episodes of the Thriving Thoughts Podcast, we will talk about taking control of how you think. As women, we are a bit notorious for talking about our feelings. We say things like, do what feels right, or follow your heart. We give our feelings significant influence over our lives, over our well-being, over our everything. Following our hearts, doing what feels right, sounds good, but what if what we believe to be true what feels right is actually a lie. You know, I've learned from personal experience that lies rarely present themselves honestly. No, they present themselves as attractive, as something that feels right or something that pulls at the heart. And if I accepted those truths at face value because it feels good without first questioning them, I'd follow my heart right off a cliff to pursue a relationship I knew wasn't good for me. P.S. I did that and I wrote a book about it afterwards, Breakup Breakthroughs. That gives you your clue about what happened there when I trusted my feelings. If I did what feels right, I'd feel right my way into eating chocolate cake for breakfast every day. And we all know, even though that's occasionally a fun thing to do, it's not in my best interests. One serious, one silly example, that just because we feel something doesn't make it right or true. And in fact, if we follow that feeling, it can lead us into danger. A couple years ago, I had a thought coaching client and she was out of touch for two weeks and I, I was doing my best to support her through text messaging. But ultimately, everybody has to walk this journey in the way that they need to walk it in their own timing. And after we reconnected, she just said, I'm sorry, I was out of touch. I was in my feelings. I was in my feelings. And I thought about that. And I got this picture of a tornado, right? Like a tornado rips through town and it picks everything up and takes it with it. Like everything it takes with it is kind of swirling or it gets, you know, tossed into the woods like a car or a cow from the movie Twister. That's what I think we give permission to feelings to do. We say, well, because I feel it, it must be real. It must be viable. It must be true. But the truth that I discovered in my own thriving thoughts journey is this. Feelings are information, not facts. But so many times we treat them as though they are facts. We say, well, I'm feeling angry, so that must be right. And either we stop there and we blame somebody else for feeling angry, right? Because we convince ourselves we're not supposed to feel angry because we feel angry. It's there. It's real. But I'm not supposed to feel this way. So then we start fighting it. We give feelings authority when we fight them. I want you to hear that. Nothing can bother you without your permission. When it comes to feelings, we believe, unfortunately, in 
this is all throughout society, through our our upbringing, our, our parents, our family, our friends, the, the way that we talk with one another as girlfriends. There are no negative feelings. That's belief number one you've got to get rid of. There are no negative feelings. Feelings are feelings, and feelings are information, not facts. So things like sadness, anger, fear, doubt, they are information. They are neither good nor bad. We're going to talk in the next episode about how they're information and how you can use that. But for now, eliminate the belief that there are negative feelings. No, feelings are information, not facts. When you permit a feeling to come in and take over and become so big that you are caught up inside of it, like in a tornado, like my client said, I'm sorry, I was in my feelings. You are giving power to the feeling. And when we give power to a feeling, we cannot use that feeling for what it is, which is information. Instead, that feeling becomes an authority. It becomes a dictator over what we think and yes, what we do. And when you give authority to to a feeling that you are experiencing, a piece of information that is presented to you, you are out of control. You've surrendered control to the feeling and you better believe it's gonna feel like you're caught up in that tornado. That's why this week's intentional practice about feelings is about taking control back. It's about exerting self-control. Proverbs 25, 28 says this, like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. You see, when we follow our feelings around, when we say, oh yes, feeling, tell me how horrible I'm supposed to feel right now, it leaves holes. It leaves holes in our hearts. It leaves holes in our friendships. It leaves holes in our relationships. It leaves holes because we are surrendering to an authority that we have authority over, right? So that's the second belief that you've got to dismantle, that just because it pops into your mind, into your heart, it doesn't make it true. You can actually decide what to do with that. Again, we're going to talk about that on Wednesday, how to use your feelings as information, not fact. But if you want to feel better, if you want to feel more in control, if you want to feel better, you've got to feel better. Do you get me? That means you have to decide right here, right now, that you're no longer going to be caught up in the whirlwind of feelings. Because one, just because it pops into your head, it's not true. And two, if it's something that feels uncomfortable, it doesn't mean it's a bad feeling. It just means it's a piece of information. When you're attempting to solve a problem, when you're attempting to make progress with anything in life, anything towards a goal, you need information. Feelings are a gift, my friends. We're going to talk about exactly how to open that gift and use it to your advantage. But first, that's going to require you to stop surrendering your control to the feelings you feel and to take it back. It is true that if you don't control your feelings, your feelings will control you. I love how Dale Carnegie says, you can conquer almost any fear if you will only make up your mind to do so. For remember, fear doesn't exist anywhere except in the mind. So he was talking specifically about fear there, but this is about any feeling. Feelings exist only in the mind. They are not real, viable, outside of you sources that have any authority over you. You have authority over them. And the simplest way to practice authority is to not 
tremble before the feeling, but to speak over the feeling, to speak directly to the feeling. It's a very simple practice. When the feeling comes up, whatever the feeling is, if it's anxiety or sadness or anger or resentment or guilt, I want you to look that feeling in the face and just say, I see you. There you are again. You are guilt, not I am guilty. See, I am guilty surrenders control of myself to the feeling. Acknowledge and name in order to take control of your feelings, in order to make your feelings serve you and not serve your feelings. You have to do that two-step process. Number one, acknowledge it. And number two, speak to it by naming it. There you are. I see you, number one, and you are sadness, number two. When you do these two things, when you acknowledge and speak over by naming, you put your feeling in its place. You don't disregard it. You certainly don't fight it. And you're also not necessarily validating it. It's important that you don't validate every feeling you feel because not every feeling you feel is valid. When you engage in this two-part intentional practice of acknowledging and naming the feeling you feel, you set yourself up to use that feeling as information, not fact. When you speak to something, when you acknowledge it and you see it and you name it, you create distance and you also create a power differential because now you are on top of the feeling. You are over the feeling. You see it. You know it's there. You know what its name is and you're letting the feeling know you see it and you know what its name is. Now, if that sounds a little hokey to you, just give it a whirl. Will you make that your intentional practice? Commit the next, even if it's just the next three days, commit to every time you feel a feeling to say, there you are, I see you, you are sadness. There you are, I see you, you are guilt. There you are, I see you, you are fear. There you are, I see you, you are panic. There you are, I see you, you are love. Yep, it works all of the ways, my friends, with all of the feelings. There is no feeling worth surrendering to. If you want to feel better, you're gonna have to start practicing feeling better. And that's how you thrive, through the power of intention. 